You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 24 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. So? So, so this is an unusual time for us to be doing the show, and I think we, uh, we can tell people that we're going to try to do more episodes of the MN Corner because people are looking for content, they're bored, they're stuck at home. They need some, some, some human contact besides, despite the social distancing. Yeah. And quite frankly, so, so dude, gonna... I, I need it. I mean, this is a, this is always, I mean, we started doing this because it was a laugh, it was fun, and it still is those things, but I just, I just need that sense of kind of normalcy and kind of the wisdom of the Amen Corner just as the Amen Corner. Uh, It's hard to feel normal right now, though. It's so hard to feel normal. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is uncharted territory. It's weird, I was... I mean, everybody. I was trying to think back this morning. Um, the girls were doing, we have them doing like academics and then taking a break and then doing academics. And right. and Lauren happens to be here. Her schedule is a little different. And I was saying to her, I was like, I'm trying to imagine what it was like eight weeks ago. And it's really, really hard to imagine what life was like. Like I know, yeah. and irrationally what life was like, but it doesn't make a, it, it's, it's, it's hard to like put myself in that mode that, you know, and it's strange to me when I see people like those, those, that those video clips of people on the beach in Florida, like what? That's just stupid. That's just stupid. I know it's stupid, but like, how could anybody put themselves in that position where like, Oh, everything's just fine. Because they're in denial right. and they're selfish right. and they shouldn't be doing that. They're putting themselves at risk and worse, they're putting others at risk. You right. want to you want to kill yourself. You want to step in front right. of a bus. That that's your deal. Right. But you shouldn't be hurting other people, no, especially when there are people who are more at risk than you might right. be. And that's the bottom line. It's not about well, I'm young and I can survive this. Well, yeah, maybe you can. Well, but, but you know, there's, the person there's, next to you can't. There's information coming out of France yeah, suggesting that the idea that people in their 20s and 30s and 40s are less vulnerable than people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s is, is, may not be accurate. Right. Well, I think that... That might have been accurate in Wuhan. That might have been accurate in, in Lombardy. But as the virus jumps around, it mutates. It could be There that, are different strains. It could also be that some of those people who are younger, who are getting sick, uh, have underlying health issues. Right. Like there's a 21-year-old in Spain who died, mm-hmm. t- 21. It turned out he had undiagnosed leukemia. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, Look, there are a lot of unknowns right now, and more unknowns than knowns. And I think it serves everybody's, everybody's interest to be... Right. Cautious and ca- overly, overly cautious. cautious. Right? I haven't clearly, honestly. Clearly, we're being overly cautious. I'm basically been sheltering in place. Um, as we all know, I was supposed to be gone last weekend. I didn't go. Um, 
I topped off the, my gas tank last Tuesday night, a week ago, Tuesday. And then I think I ran to the giant um, at six o'clock in the morning. Maybe it was Thursday or Friday morning. And I, I haven't moved the car since. I've been here. Lauren's had to go out because she's had to go to work. So she's picked up things that we've needed. Um, but other than I haven't gone any further than my my run. Yeah. Well, we've been going shopping. Right. Like to, well, New York, it sounds stuff. like there's, in, there's the real possibility of a shelter in place. I don't think so. I thought that there might be. Isn't, didn't de Blasio say, hey, de Blasio get ready? Did, he de must Blasio be fighting. He and say, Cuomo must be fighting, huh? Well, de Blasio did say get ready, and Cuomo was very adamant that that is not going to happen and that he doesn't want it to happen. And, you know, they are probably bickering because their relationship is bad. going to be terrible. Right. But I have to say I've never been a huge fan, actually, of either one of them, <laughs> but I haven't been a huge fan of, of Cuomo's. But in listening to him the last few days, I actually am impressed with his leadership. Right. I listened, I listened this morning to the New York Times Daily yep. podcast, and he was on it. And he's saying and doing all of the right things. Hey, he I caught really him on is. with his brother on CNN. Yeah, which was hysterical. Which was hysterical, but also, you know, very good. What he did say yep. about the shelter in place, he said he doesn't think that it's worth it to do it just in New York City. If he's going to do it, he needs to do it statewide. And that is a much, much bigger undertaking. A much, but much bigger you, undertaking. Yeah, but he also doesn't necessarily see that there's proof that that is going to do anything significant right. to slow this down. And right. Obviously, if they felt that that would slow it down, they would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's very clear to me that there are local leaders who are taking this exceedingly seriously. Right. And, to, and, you know, they were talking about the damage to the local economy. And he said, it's not a question about money being lost. It's a question about lives. Right. I mean, we are the wealthiest country. In the if, if there's the time to be the wealthiest country on earth, now's the time to do it. I don't, I don't, I'm not that psyched about a 50, $50 billion bailout for the airlines, to be honest with you. First of all, interest uh, rates are zero. Said, they can borrow. And, you know, their, their business model is basically to screw people. But I think we need to spend, spend, spend. I think they need to spend on, you know, supporting Americans. I need to think they need to emergency shift everything to the, the manufacture of medical equipment and protective gear and so on and so forth. This is what we're supposed to do because we are a society. It's not a question of the stock market, which is just yeah, absurd. Also, yeah, it, there was it, a report the other day. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to talk no, no. over you. But the other day there was some report about – how the banks are struggling to sell mortgages off their books. Is that really something that we like need to, that, that, yeah. that get, should get a lot of attention right now? We're trying to save people's lives. Well, it's totally you know, we off the wall. Help, yeah, we can't help but focus on that. There was a great piece in the New York Times the other day about American Airlines. I'm sure you saw yeah. it. About why we shouldn't be so, so quick to bail them out <laughs> because their business practices are crappy. And like you said... Their business model is to screw over their customers, right. which is to say uh, seats are smaller, baggage uh, fees are, are greater. Change fees are insane. And they've been making money hand over hand fist right. for a decade. And you know what they've been doing with that money? Enriching themselves. Stock buybacks. 
stock buyback. Pumping up the share, baby. And when they need to buy stuff, like to refurbish planes, they take out loans. <laughs> right. And now, guess what? They're going to have problems servicing their loans, and they want the government <laughs> to help them out. Dude, I but want someone know, to help me out. I, I mean, seriously, and that's the point. Right. It's people. It's the people but, right. who need help. Well, I just had to ex- send everybody to send everybody a check for a thousand bucks. Yeah. That's not going to do it. No, it's not going to do anything. It's really not. Although but Andrew Yang talking, says it'll do a lot. I don't think. Well, maybe he was saying this before. Well, he, was he saying it a thousand dollars a year, or was he saying it more frequently? I don't know. I don't now know. Talking. You I know, I took funny. um, Washington before all this broke. Sometime in mid February, I took a. Uh, like a little thing on the Washington Post uh, website. Who do you who separate from who you support for in the in the right. presidential election? Whose whose views do you align with? And uh-huh. so I took it. <laughs> and I'm, apparently, I'm a member of the Yang Gang. I didn't even know. Uh, that's that's, that's kind of cool, actually. I probably mine would have aligned with Bernie, probably. <sighs> but uh, not that I would vote for right, him, right. So policies, and I think he was saying that no Americans need two thousand dollars a month, right, to help get right. through this, right. And and so yeah, it's not about bailing out the big corporations; they're going to be okay, right. It's and I've just had a I've just had an unpleasant experience with two big corporations today. I mean, it's the least of our worries, but there is a national emergency, and they're still trying to wrangle crap from you and still yeah. not treating customers the way they should. Hey, you know what? The scorpion is always going to be the scorpion, right? That, yeah. that parable I mean, from the Middle East. But but really, you know, when you walk around in the city and you see businesses shuttered, right. and there are a lot of businesses shuttered, there are a lot of restaurants, you know, right. they, have, they have made it that you can only do takeout and delivery. Mm-hmm. So a lot of restaurants in my neighborhood are completely closed because they just can't right. afford to do they that. Right. So, right. so instead of staying open and doing that, they're just shutting their doors. And I guarantee you that a decent number of them never come back. Right. Right. So well, if, you, if, you, if you're not coming back, those are the people, that is the, the bedrock of, of the neighborhood. Those that's exactly businesses. right. So, I, I was texting with, with our buddy Rich this morning. And I was saying, I think we're going to, we're going to, you know, at some point, whether it's in May or it's later, and and as they're saying, this may come in waves. We may have to do this, you know, after an initial period of, you know, eight weeks, and then the infection rate goes down, and then people are let out again, and then it goes up and do it again. But I said, I said, I'm, let's say this is for kind of eight weeks. I said, in a text, I said, you know, what's going to happen to the nice, lady who cuts my hair or the dude where I buy my suits or our favorite Chinese restaurant, the bagel place, Mr. Sarkis from the dry cleaner, the, 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 one of the loveliest humans on earth. I don't have any dry cleaning for him this week. I haven't been to work. I'm not going to have dry cleaning for him for weeks on end. Uh, these are people who, um, like you said, they're kind of the fabric of, of the neighborhoods and mainstays and in our right. lives. And I don't know how they're going to be able to do it. If the government sends everybody a check for a thousand bucks. Guess what? They still have to pay their rent. Right. So what are they going to do? Right. They're going to tell their landlords, well, I'm sorry, all of my customers went away. Right. And the landlord is going to say, that's not my right. problem. You have, a, you have a lease. You need to pay. Right. And at some point, something's got to give. Right. 
Because those fixed expenses are just that. They're fixed. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, so and, and plenty of people are going to be cutting back on everything now, with the exception, of course, of toilet paper, right. Purell, and food. Right. Nobody's going to buy anything. You know, I get these emails, as I'm sure you do, from various places <laughs> that you've ordered stuff from in the right. past. And, you know, sometimes I get like this sports memorabilia yeah. email. I'm like, yeah, I don't think now yeah, is now's, the time right. to buy the Michael Jordan autographed right. basketball. Or right? like, because when society collapses, <laughs> you're not going to need that. I know. I got this cheery email today from REI about how its members' garage sale is moving online. I'm like, Great. dude, I'm not thinking about replacing right. like sports equipment right now. No, and nobody is. Well, here's the other thing: is Lauren and I looked at each other, and although we've been saving diligently for it. We're probably going to put off our bathroom project, not only because we have there's so much economic uncertainty. Our portfolios are obviously down huge amounts. Uh, we have the cash on hand. We actually don't want people in the house. Yeah, that's part of it. Right. Uh, and you know what? So, you may have cash on hand, but you don't know how long this is going to last. Exactly. The impact this is going to have. Exactly. So cash on hand. And guess what? If they start printing more money. That cash on hand is, is not going to be is right. not going to be worth as much, right? Which is why the the kind of thing that companies are doing to people. I mean, they're, they're you know you get all these emails. We're here for you. We're you know the airlines are saying we're being flexible. This and they're actually yeah, they're not. not. I had to cancel. Yeah. I had to cancel a vacation. I bought four tickets on United Airlines well in advance because I wanted to get the best fare. So. Now I have to, I've canceled that trip. Obviously, there's really, you can't travel, can't do what we were going to do. And they say, oh, no, you have to travel. You have to use the travel funds instead of giving me a refund like Southwest Airlines would. United Airlines is saying, okay, you have this these funds. You have to use them by the date you actually like purchase year. them. Yeah, a year from when you. When, when I purchase them. them. I don't want, there's yeah. no place for me to go between now and October. And what's the fee if you just cancel your trip outright? Are they non-refundable tickets? No, no, no. They, 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 my only option was to oh, get option, was yeah. to get the travel funds. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. but don't worry about it. When you rebook, we won't tra- charge you a change fee." Okay, oh, well, thank you, but yeah. I don't really. What if we still can't be traveling by October? I was going to use those funds for a ski trip next year, but I can't use it. Listen, I don't. Hertz want says a, to me. Hertz said to me they're charging me for cancellation because there isn't a national travel ban, so I could travel. I mean, this is just obnoxious at this moment. I mean, look, this is these are problems that I, these should be my biggest problems during this crisis, right? Thank goodness everybody in the house so far is healthy. My mom is healthy. My sister, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, it's like corporate America is standing there with their hand out, demanding from the taxpayer, yet they're still trying to wrangle shit from people. Again, they are who they are, but you know this. The disruption is going to be is going to dwarf anything yeah. we've ever seen yeah. in our lives. We haven't seen anything like this since the Great Depression. Here's this. Here's this. The Great Recession in two thousand eight, unemployment peaked at ten percent. Yeah. The depression it was twenty five percent. Yeah. Some of the projections are suggesting twenty percent. Twenty percent now. They're saying ten yeah. percent by by April. Right. They're saying ten percent unemployment by April. Right. I mean, and no, and and at least then restaurants were open. People were using Uber. People were 
going to the dry cleaner. They were getting their hair cut. I mean, the, was there the, Uber back then? I don't know. I'm just as an uh, example. I don't, think there was, I don't think there was Uber. Okay, there was an Uber, but people are going to the dry cleaner. They're going to get their hair cut. They were not everybody. No, but some people, people. I mean, people. There was still there was still the people who is, were able to were still hit, doing those things. This, this is going to hit everybody. everybody. And you know, last night I went out because we could still go out. Right. And like I said, I don't think we're going to have to shelter in place in New York. I didn't think that last night. Right. I don't think it today. But I took Jordan and Talia out last night just to walk around right. a little bit. It was probably about 8.30. Yeah. And it's really, you know, weird to see these restaurants shuttered. Yeah. And the streets were not empty, but certainly not as packed as they usually are. And you know what else we saw? A lot of people panhandling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, yeah. there's, there's going to be an increase yeah. in petty crime because people are going to start getting robbed yeah. at night. Yep. And we're also going to see more cops on the street. Yep. It's going to get it's going to get weird. It's going to get super it, weird. It, and we don't know what it's going to look like. Look. Yet. And and a lot of it is going to depend on how hard the virus actually does. Right. Work. Hey, listen, I know it annoyed you that I'm the new fanboy of Larry Hogan, the Maryland governor, but I think he's been just like Cuomo. I think he's he's really been quite excellent so far. What he's had to do is when he closed the bars, the restaurants, the gyms, and everything else, he activated the National Guard to support the state police to enforce the actual ban because we saw what was happening in D.C. where the mayor said, hey, the bars and restaurants have to close, and bars and restaurants basically gave her the middle finger. And so Hogan said, look, we're not fooling around. Now, that seems like a prudent step, but it's not that far a step from a number of other steps, and we're talking about People not moving and the guard actually being on the streets. Uh, in, in, martial law. Yeah. Yeah. You can say it. It's okay. All right. Martial law. But, but right now I'm very supportive of what, you know, in the absence of presidential leadership, governors like yeah. Larry Hogan, Andrew Cuomo, Governor DeWine, Gavin Newsom, these guys are taking measures that needed to be needed to be taken well, somebody somebody has to step right because they're obviously there's a vacuum so right they, you know, obviously power, power of horror is a vacuum right it's going to uh, listen if the if and as you've said when the healthcare system is overrun and overwhelmed and mm. potentially collapsing then we're going to see how right. strong our society really I, is god i hope we don't get to that you know i um I connected with an old friend from from uh, elementary school yesterday on Facebook, uh, and he is a nurse in an ER in a hospital in the New York metropolitan area, and he's the he leads their emergency response team. I mean, this guy, big shout out for Glenn Levine. Um, he's this. These are the people who are on the front lines. They're going to be. They are heroic, and they're going to be heroic. Meanwhile, the federal government has essentially left them high and dry. High and dry. They're not enough protective masks. There's not enough protective gear. There's not enough. Uh, the president told governors, go find ventilators for your hospitals yourselves. Cuomo has been asking for the Army Corps of Engineers to help expand hospital capacity in New York. And so far, the federal government has said no. So well, it's to is- people like... Glenn and others who are going to have to make do to try to keep 
society, people healthy, and therefore a society from collapsing in on itself. Yeah. Well, this is the richest failed state in the world. It's, it is stunning. And I think something we pointed out last time, if by the grace of God, we're able to reduce the number of infections over time, that the healthcare right. system isn't overwhelmed, it's yeah. not going to force the changes that really, or the chances, the pressure will be less to force those yeah. changes. It's like success is failure and failure if those hospital systems are Overwhelmed failure, there's there'll be it's greater pressure for change. Yeah, yeah. It's disturbing failure, when you think about failure. It. Failure will be catastrophic failure. It's not going right. to be slight failure. So yeah, yeah, either we dodge a bullet and we never learn the actual lessons, right. or the whole society goes down. How we have no social safety net. I don't care yeah. what your socioeconomic class is. Except, of course, if you're Kevin Durant or the Lakers and stuff, you can get tested. Meanwhile, I have a friend in New York City who's been sick for days who can't get a test. Um, but it's I think unless you're the like, uber wealthy or you're Matt Gates and you're buddies with the president, it's very, very hard to get one of these uh, one of these tests. But I think up and down socioeconomic scale, people are going to find that it's going to be harder than they thought. Um I'm surprised that nobody at Mar-a-Lago ever has tested positive. But with all of those people there. Yeah. I was, are you confident that we're getting the accurate information? Mm, yeah, no. Am I, am I ever? No. So there you yeah. go. There's your answer. That's true. That's true. But look, so far nobody in the administration has gotten sick, unlike you know political leaders around the that world. That you know. That they're admitting to. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Scary. These are uncertain times, These, and in uncertain times, people need yep. to be reassured by the calming tones of <laughs> the MN Corner. The calming tones of the MN Corner. I mean, look, in the absence of federal leadership, the absence of fact-based, science-based information from trustworthy information brokers that yeah. under other circumstances before 2017, we would get from the president of the United States. Um, people are going to look to the MN corner for that kind of thing. I think, you know, this is our moment. It is. Once this again, is the conscience of the, conscience of the nation. The nation. All, right. All right. On that so note, we'll, we'll be back we'll again. Be back. We'll be back soon. Everybody stay healthy. Wash your hands.